Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. This is your Jedi Padawan graduate student co-host, Brandon Saxton. And what's like, when you're, what's the equivalent of associate professor in Jedi land? Well, so the ranking system of the Jedi Order is, goes, you start as a Padawan. Well, actually, this is interesting, and in, in sort of besides the point. Um, <laughs> not everyone who goes to join the Jedi, so they kind of collect all of these children, as you know. And I'm talking like... Uh, pre-fall of the Jedi okay. Order of Jedi, um, that this kind of went on for like 2,000 years or longer probably. Um, they would collect these children who had the potential to become Jedi, and they would go and had to pass a certain number of tests and sort of have their aptitude tested. And uh, not all of them actually went on to be able to become, be trained as Jedi Knights. Some of them went on to be like helpers because they had to have like staff too. And actually that's what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, he was sort of found like, yeah, you know, you're probably not going to cut it, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and like had ended up becoming just like a worker. And through some happenstance, I don't remember the exact story, uh, he was recruited by Qui-Gon Jinn as a Padawan. And that leads me into answering your question. Um, so if you kind of pass whatever prerequisite checks there are, you become a Padawan and you're assigned to a Jedi Knight. Uh, or a Jedi Master to sort of uh, get training. And then once you are qualified, then you become a Jedi Knight, uh, which gives you a certain level of independence. Um, So that's kind of Padawan, Jedi Knight, then you can become a Jedi Master. So I'm a Jedi Knight, I I would say. Because I have tenure, but I'm an associate professor, not a full professor. That's what I was going to sort of uh, propose as well. And then a full professor might be a Jedi Master, and then there is also, like, the top Jedi who are, like, on the council. The Jedi Council. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they might be, like, the dean of the college, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> At some point, it, the analogy might It, it falls work. apart a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that sort of leads us to our topic of the day, of course, yes. which is Star Wars. And your Jedi Knight co-host, Katie Gordon. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, we just got out of Star Wars um, about, like, maybe an hour ago. And uh, today, I think it's just going to be probably not a lot of mental health today, but I think there might be some to sort of talk about. Uh, I think we could revisit Kylo Ren as a character. Yes, I agree. Um, But today, I think it's more just going to be reaction. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, just kind of talk about what we thought about the movie, which I think my, I tried to avoid as many reviews as I could and as many trailers as I could. And I was happy that I did that. And uh, I was so happy to have seen the film. I, I'm certain I'll see it at least one more time in theaters because I thought it was an absolute blast. I I loved it. And that concludes the spoiler-free part of yeah. our podcast because I think we're about to get into some spoilers. So. Yeah. But I will say at this point, um, I, I thought it was really good. I expected it to be good, but it yeah. exceeded my expectations. And 
Um, I'd love to talk about more specifics, but if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet and don't want to be spoiled, then pause it and come back after you see the movie. Yeah, and probably see it as soon as possible. Yeah. I would say this one's definitely worth seeing in theaters. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good. And it gets increasingly hard to avoid spoilers. I mean, it's only been out for less than a day, yeah. and I still was like seeing people saying things on Twitter. I'm like, no, I yeah. have to look away. I saw, I think, one thing, um, and I scrolled away from it as quickly as mm-hmm. I could. So, yeah, um, I would say seen as soon as you can if you're a Star Wars fan, which I think almost everyone is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely loved it. So, spoilers ahead. Um Really cool stuff. So fun to have so much Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was awesome. Um, Kylo Ren, uh, really cool in this one, too. A lot more development. And uh, what's cool about Kylo Ren is... Uh, so Anakin Skywalker in the prequels got a lot of flack, I think, for sort of being uh, angsty. That might mm-hmm. be the best word. Kind of, uh, if I can use uh, some parlance for my own youth emo mm-hmm. a little bit emo uh, kylo ren yeah is that twitter account still active i wonder i haven't looked at it in a while um but in the acting maybe wasn't so great uh always with hayden christensen who i who i enjoy but that's just kind of the general consensus but that's not the same with kylo ren adam driver uh i thought the acting is just brilliant i thought no i i completely agree with you i i was thinking that you know i didn't have a problem with hayden christensen's I acting either. either and i was like he's that is hard to play where mm-hmm. you're someone who is so ambivalent and impulsive but really powerful and but you're supposed to have some chance of believing that there's good still left mm-hmm. you know it's almost easier to play the person as someone who's like completely to the dark side or something like that but i think that adam driver he really does it in a convincing way i mean it's it's so interesting and it doesn't seem forced or no pun intended i'm gonna i do that every time we we podcast about star wars but so much so that when there are twists on his behavior so for example again spoiler but when he kills snoke yeah like i'm like he's turning to the light like ray has turned him back just as she said then they fight together and it's all the scene and then he's the whole point was actually for them to join forces and them to rule and just get rid of snoke so that he's supreme the supreme leader i was like oh and i believe that too so Mm -hmm. i feel like it convinced me and i think that you know you're right the criticisms of like prequels anakin were that it wasn't as convincing or seemed kind of weird i really loved that fight scene actually it may be my favorite part of the movie it was a little violent uh like with some of the lightsaber Mm -hmm. stuff which uh, just kind of catches me by surprise because the tone of the movie is actually very light i thought um but that lightsaber scene was so cool with those two fighting together to defeat the imperial guards um yeah, I thought that part was awesome, and I also thought that part really actually mirrored Darth Vader uh, when he tells Luke Skywalker, "Join me, we'll overthrow the Emperor, yes. we'll rule together." Uh, how cool was that? I thought that yeah. was awesome. No, I agree. I think I there were a couple things like that that mm-hmm. I felt were really connected to the original trilogy, and yeah. I liked that they did that. Some of the parallels, without it being. You know, I know some people who criticize The Force Awakens, which I loved very much, as being too much like A New Hope. I didn't feel like this was too much like Emperor Strikes Back, oh, but no. it did have some nice references yeah. back to that. And I agree, that was definitely one of them that you see his ultimate plan is basically, and and Snokes is treating him kind of negatively. Like, oh, yeah. you could see why he would want to overthrow him. Like, he's kind of, 
He's just told him how much he's been messing with his mind yeah. and stuff like that to purposely use him. So it's kind of it's believable mm-hmm. that he's he wants to do that. So I I agree that the just the seeing the red and blue lightsabers and yeah. seeing them work together, you get a sense of the connection they have. That they both have a little bit of the other, the dark or the lightness in them. Yeah. And Ray too, her acting was great because you could see her her desire to know who she is and her family, I believe that she could have turned to the dark side mm-hmm. too. So I, the way that they did these parallels together, I yeah. just thought was so clever and visually just so great to see like that. Absolutely. I think they're really setting it up too to go for sort of the gray Jedi, uh, which I don't know how familiar you are with that. Um, it's a little bit outside of the Star Wars cinematic movie so far, but it's sort of a balance between the light and dark side and kind of accepting the emotions and, and connections um, and trying to use those as strengths. So I think they're setting up for some of that too. That'll be really yeah. interesting. And we just talked about dialectical behavior mm-hmm. therapy and that's, for example, therapy, as we talked about in the episode, used for a borderline personality disorder that talks about this, that's influenced by Eastern philosophy and um, as is Star Wars. But the idea that uh, there's like emotion mind and reasonable mind and there's a center place wise mind that is really ideal in yeah. a lot of ways, right? That is kind of pulling both of those things together. And if anyone can pull it off, it's those two because they, they're they leaning one way or another. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Because I, when, when Yoda, so Ray is optimistic that she can turn Ben back mm-hmm. to the light. And Yoda says, look, he's already gone. The thing is to save Rey. Yeah. At that point, did you have a prediction or did you want anything particular? Did you want him to turn the light or did you expect him to? Uh, so I expected that um, Kylo Ren would turn to the light, um, but I actually didn't want him to just because I think he's a really fascinating and cool villain and I think the series needs a cool villain. Um, and I also, I didn't know who the villain would be if it wasn't Kylo Ren. So part of like that sort of rational piece of me was like, I bet it actually won't go through, but I, I really was bought into the idea that he was going to be able to, um, or he was going to turn back to the Yeah, world. General Hux isn't quite as scary. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> if I had any complaint about this new trilogy, it would be that the sort of, uh, upper management of the Empire <laughs> is not nearly as cool as the original series. Like... Uh, Grand Moff Targon and those like really cool sort of head honchos of the Empire. General Hux is really just a, a lame-o if I can <laughs> be so bold. lame Yeah, he's just not that cool in my mind. Like, Grand Moff Targon is so awesome. Yeah. And what's really cool about him, too, is the actor always just wore slippers. Whenever <laughs> you can see his I speech. love that. I do, too. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, uh, Hux wasn't going to carry sort of the antagonist role. Um so yeah, that was kind of my take on that. I had, I admit, I feel a little ambivalent myself about what I wanted. I mean, part of it, like, of course, I would ideally like if Ben turned back to the light right. and he reconciled with Leia. Like, that's emotionally what I what I wanted. But there's also part of me that I feel like in movies that we've talked about that there's this sometimes there's this message that you can change other people if mm-hmm. you just try hard enough mm-hmm. and you can influence them and so it's kind of like i thought part of the lesson there is like yoda wasn't saying like to luke it's totally not your fault he wasn't blaming him either right. he's just like 
yeah, there were some, some places that maybe you could have saved him, but that's not what happened. And basically, like, now you need to not completely withdraw, and you need to not just linger on that. You can still do some good. Mm-hmm. And so part of me was thinking, like, I, I like the idea that once someone has gone so far that it would it's it's up to it's up to Kylo Ren to turn around right yeah. it's not up to Ray you have other people along the way that help and in therapy a lot of the time that's what we're trying to do kind of nudge people back on their path but it's very much in the control of the person they have mm-hmm. to want that and so there was something about that that was satisfying to me that I could believe he could turn to the light and if that happens but just that um they accurately observed how far gone he had been. It would have been weird if it was as simple as, like, Ray reaching out her hand or something yeah. like that, you know? I also like how that also mirrors um, the Return of the Jedi and Luke trying to get Vader to come. Yes. And actually succeeds, and Vader uh, turns back to the light at the yeah. last moments of his life. Um, and kind of how that it didn't work out this time. And he kind of, even he talks about his own hubris and how he even he bought into the... I'm Luke Skywalker sort of idea yes. that everyone has this legendary sort of idea of him and that he got in over his head with Ben Solo. No, it's true. And I, I wonder if the last in this trilogy, if we will see Kylo Ren turn back to the light because so we kind of talked about how he has similar features with Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. He's impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a desire for power. He's kind of vulnerable in some mm-hmm. ways. I mean, they really show the impulsiveness when he kind of destroys the ship and then says repair the ship, or at least yeah. part of it, or whatever. And um, but there's something like sweeter about Anakin oh, and yeah. prequel Anakin, like a real innocence. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is. Even when you get, you know, before he fully turns, like you do get this guy who he just wants to be with Padme, and yeah. he's in love, and like I think. With Kylo Ren, I don't know. The sense is he's further gone. He does hesitate and doesn't shoot Leia, mm-hmm. right? So he's still got some of that in there. But it's, um, I don't know. It, it'll it be interesting to see how that plays out and how much they mirror um, the the original trilogy. Yeah, I think your prediction is right, if your prediction is that he will come back to the light side. Just a guess. I think you're right, especially when uh, Force Vision or Force Ghost Luke uh, tells Leia that no one's ever truly gone right yes. at the last moment. I think that maybe was some of his own optimism, um, but also maybe it's uh, a little foreshadowing too. Yeah, well, I was just crying at that part because obviously the the weight of Carrie Fisher having died and the way that they framed that beautiful scene mm-hmm. and the light around her mm-hmm. and i just it, it was so powerful and beautiful yeah. and i and i actually thought that i wasn't sure but i thought there were a couple times where it's like okay this is how they're gonna have her character die but then they didn't have her character yeah. die so that was interesting i actually thought the same exact thing mm-hmm. because I, I especially when she sort of gets sucked out into space and, and i think maybe was dead yeah, there or, were, like, yeah. a lot of points where yeah. that could have happened, mm-hmm. and I wonder how much they changed after she died. I was died. wondering that, too, and I wonder how they will handle that. I've seen some people say, like, really just, like, let her rest in peace, let's try not to do a lot of the CGI of her character stuff, so I'll be curious to see what they do with that character next time. And she's just such a great character. I mean, the way that Leia is treated with reverence i think especially through the most recent trilogy i mean they talk about she has allies all over the galaxy and um when 
Ray is like, you know, how are we going to build from nothing? And she's like, we can do this. I mean, she's just, she's definitely one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. And to see someone grow from like the princess who was doing great stuff at age 19 and now she's a a general. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. such a fantastic character. I also loved how R2 projects the original um, A New Hope version of um, Princess Leia asking for help. And and Luke is kind of like, that's like, you know, that's cheating or whatever, which I thought thought that was great too. I thought that was really good too. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I did find myself feeling, even though I love all of the characters in, in the movie, and mm. I think it's a wonderful uh, ensemble of characters, no one in Star Wars really lives up to how much I really like Darth Vader as a yeah, character. Yeah. And I wonder if that's not a little bit intentional. Part of it, I think, certainly with Kylo Ren is, because that's kind of yeah. a running part of it, is like, you, you're no you're Darth not, Vader. You're not yeah. Darth Vader. You just won't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even as a character, like I think Darth Vader is such a uh, tragic and, and, mm-hmm. and wonderful character that even like I love all these new characters and even the old characters like Han Solo is so cool, but no one ever really captured my uh, attention like Darth Vader. Yeah, did. yeah, so. yeah. It is. I I think the closest for me is Leia, but mm. obviously Darth Vader and Anakin is uh, he's given more airtime and yeah. more they go into more depth in his backstory. I mean, throughout it's, the series. I mean, the six movies are really his story. In yeah, a lot exactly. Of ways, even even though like in A New Hope, he's only in it for a few minutes. Even, but a lot. Of, I mean, that th- that's really his him. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I I think you get more about Leia in this one, and I I, I liked seeing her leadership as a general and i i liked who was the person that laura dern was playing who took over when leia was out of the picture a new character yeah, yeah. i can't re- i can't recall what her name was i don't remember her name either i liked you know the idea that she's no she's gonna appear to people as though she's taking the easy way out or a cowardly way out but but it's really to protect them so that the plan doesn't yeah. get sabotaged. It worked for me because I didn't like her at all. Like, get <laughs> yeah. her out of here, yeah, Poe. Yeah, like, what is up she's with this worst. lady? Yeah. But then you know, as soon out, as she's actually awesome. Yeah, yeah. she likes Poe, and and she's intentionally sacrificing basically the esteem of others so that she can mm-hmm. carry out the mission. And you can see how much respect Leia has for her sacrifice, which of course is another theme in it: the sacrifice and. Um, I think that I I liked um I liked Rose. Yeah. She was great. I thought a, a cool character mm-hmm. that we got to see more of this time. Yeah, and I think we'll probably be back for more. She seems like she's sort of part of the main crew now. Mhm. Um what did you think of uh what was the name of the code breaker kind of person? Oh, the one who Benicio del yes. Toro played. I he I mean terrible. He, yeah, if he's I, uh, no. <laughs> like an interject. <laughs> yeah, he's so, He's chaotic. Would you say evil, neutral? I would say evil. neutral. Okay, neutral. He very much just avoided the. Conflict. He's like Han, but less good in a way. Like he's just kind of like trying yeah. to do his hustle, but like never actually gets connected with yeah. the real thing to do the right stuff. That I thought that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Is look here's new Han Solo right. for the new like right. ragtag group. And no, then I was but like, he's no, like, no, he's not <laughs> close to the same. Because as in the end, he doesn't care about his no. friends. He's like, whatever. They're you know, if I survive and get money then they're gonna die i was very nervous that finn was gonna be killed off when he starts going towards the cannon door smash whatever they call it (laughs) the shield breaker whatever it was 
I'm like, no, I need to know more about Finn's story. And I, I seeing Finn and Ray see each other was yeah, one was of my nice. favorite parts because they just had been through so much. And mm-hmm. it was like, it's like when he woke up and back to consciousness, Poe's like, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. He's like, yes, where's Ray? It's yeah. like their connection is just so strong. And I'm like, I am not ready for him yeah. to be gone from this story yet. Why, why was he unconscious? What happens at the end of Force Awakens that leads to that? Because I don't remember. As you know, I tried to rewatch it, but then I... um. But but my both of my DVD players stopped working. The one in my computer and the old PlayStation I have. So I have to dig out one of my old Blu-ray players and and watch it because I don't recall exactly. I thought that Kylo Ren had captured him and they get him back, but I could be remembering that totally wrong. Oh, I think you're right. Doesn't yeah, Kylo Ren sort of beats him up in the yeah, and he's like in the ship right, and he's like contained, but they're able to retrieve him. Yeah. I don't know why he had all those water packets. They were hilarious, though. Very silly. But I, I, I actually want to know more about Finn's backstory too. And I thought that there was some justice in him fighting Phasma like that. You know. Yeah. Two thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was: Did you feel like Finn was more of a side character, or was there just so many characters in this one that everyone got a little no, less screen? Time? I want. I would have liked to see more of. Okay, them. that's how I felt too, and I wasn't sure if I was off base with that because it. He felt like he had a lot less screen time this time. Yeah, he had really important roles. Oh, absolutely. But he, I even, I think, I think that. Even though I liked some of the new characters they brought in, I was like, but I still want more of him. Like Rose, for example. And yeah. I thought that was great. And But I, yeah, I, I, I'm not satisfied yet until I know more about Finn. Oh, so the big thing, too, is like at the beginning, I'm like, they're really going to answer who Ray's parents are and we're not going to have to wait until mm-hmm. the next movie. But I have some questions about that because... <laughs> sure. I didn't know if I missed something, but like even though they kind of point out, oh, you remember there were these like people had substance use problems who sold you off or whatever there has to be some connection though for her to have the force right it's not like a mutation or something um it's not totally genetic actually uh Mm. it just sort of happens i think oh really mutation yeah oh interesting i think there can be a genetic it's sort of like uh a diathesis stress model where Uh. everyone has a certain level of genetic predisposition but no, it's not like the dance stress model. Because certain <laughs> stressful events don't sort of trigger, trigger. force okay. sensitive. Um, that's my understanding of it, and mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was actually a little confused by that too, and I'm not. I'm actually wondering if they aren't misleading us. Yeah, because even uh, Supreme Leader Snoke sort of hints like that she isn't a Skywalker. We right, did hear that. That's right. what he said. Which I don't list him in the top of my credible sort of sources <laughs> list, but he did he say that. He has some ulterior right. motives. So if we just take that at face value, yeah. Um, and then in the last movie, she has a vision of being left on Jakku and a ship flying away. Mm-hmm. And th- what uh, Kylo Ren says is that her parents are just dead somewhere on Jakku and, and they're no one. And they, were, But that's not really what she saw in the vision. So I feel like we've been tricked. And and if we aren't being tricked, and, and that is the answer, is that she just is just someone who isn't part of the story, as Kylo Ren put it. Um I don't know. I feel a little let down because they really built that up and just yeah. sort of have it be like, oh, it's it's no one. Like maybe I mean I can see why that's kind of cool and like. No, they've got to give us a little <laughs> bit more of that more. story because it's like they're aware of her though. That's the thing is like right because like even in Force Awakens, like Kylo Ren is aware. He he that's right. he. 
I think he's at least he knows of her or what she is and Luke doesn't like so obviously he's not she's not Luke's daughter I should no. say unless they add some very weird twist yeah but um but he she's seen the temple and the text now that could be a yeah. vision but it just doesn't it doesn't seem exactly right no I'm still putting my bets in that she's a, a Kenobi for some reason in that maybe they'll reveal it. it when we get the Kenobi solo film and after the Jedi Order fell, maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi fell in love or something or had a child while he was living on Tatooine mm-hmm. in exile. Um, that's still my best bet is okay. that she's a Kenobi. I want I want more, definitely. I do too, because if that's the end of that storyline, I think that's kind of a letdown. Because yeah. they really built that up to be something, like a huge reveal, and it wasn't a huge reveal. No, and I'm but, like, okay, they hopefully they're just going to tie all of this up mm-hmm. at, the, at the next one or something yeah. like that. Um, speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, what do you think about, like, did you think, you know, when Luke basically, though he's not really there, but he's fighting Kylo Ren, to stall them, basically, while the others escape. That reminded me so much of when Obi-Wan Kenobi fights Darth Vader, mm-hmm. knowing that he's going to die so that they can escape. And so that's an example to me where they're not, like, being overly obvious, but they're mm-hmm. referencing the original trilogy. Yes. I thought that was cool. Like, yep. there's some, there's something pretty sweet about that. And I didn't really catch on what to what he was doing until they kind of explained it. I mean, when sure. they shot every gun at him i was like yeah. obviously something's <laughs> going on yeah i started to notice it too they made a point of it but it was very subtle to show when kylo ren was stepping it was sliding the salt mm-hmm. but when luke was it wasn't so oh i didn't that, notice yeah, that it was really subtle but you could see that he wasn't leaving footprints in the salt oh. so that was when i started to figure it was some sort of trick that he wasn't actually there see that's where the sherlock holmes mm-hmm. reading and detective right? instinct yeah. is coming <laughs> i actually thought visually it was just striking to see like when all when the um resistance goes in the old ships across and you see the red oh, like, the stripes i just that was so mm-hmm. great I thought yeah that. I thought and that and the awesome. crystal critters were awesome. yeah they were Whatever cool they too. Come, the, the kind of wolf looking yeah. things the porgs we have to mention are very cute so hilarious. Mm-hmm. I know it's not hilarious for them, but when Chewbacca <laughs> grilled a couple of them, seeing their little sad faces was oh, really quite funny. And, and their resting faces kind of like yeah. despairing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I thought there were a lot of cute new creative creatures mm-hmm. that they had on there. I, I thought that was fun. One thing that I thought was really moving too was to see Carrie Fisher's daughter in it, um, uh, Billy Lord as Lieutenant Connix, which I don't really say her name, but she's, I mean, she's there enough. And I love how they had her have the hairstyle of Princess Leia in it. Yeah. I just, again, I was like, just knowing that um, Carrie Fisher died, it just was like, I don't know. It was, it was hard for me to not tear up a little bit seeing them interact like that. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So much good stuff in this. I feel like there was more I was going to say. Let's see here. Oh, what do you think of seeing Yoda? That was fun. He looked kind of um, like puppety, like even like more yeah. so that he looked like the like the original Yoda. I was happy about that. Yeah. though. I thought that was good. I, yeah. I was happy they didn't go full CGI, and I was happy he was sort of like a little eccentric too. Still, mm-hmm. like the you know, he is like bonking Luke on the face with yeah. his little ghost cane. <laughs> yes. So funny. He is. Yeah, I I thought that was neat and that they tied that in really well and I didn't know that he was going to show up. Is this the first Star Wars film where they didn't say 
I um I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, probably, yeah. I didn't notice I that. didn't notice anyone say that. It would have been silly if anyone said it. I can't, I mean, it would have been, but yeah, I it think it might Han's be the line. only one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that might have been the only episode, because I think occasionally other people said it. C-3PO was good. I wouldn't mind seeing more of him, actually. Yeah. I thought he was kind of fun. It seems like they are sort of phasing out the original. Like, yes. even R2 is sort yeah. of, we got a couple little R2s, and... As much as I love BB-8, R2 will always have a special place in my life. <laughs> yes. I don't really know how BB-8 took down, like, six armed guards either, but I did love when he was becoming a little coin machine yes. and just I love that they were putting coins in him, first of all. Like, he was a little slot machine. And his disguise with Finn and Rose. Really quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Really quite cute. No, I, I, I think that... Did you think it was too jokey? I heard some people thought it was too jokey. I thought it was plenty jokey. Um... It's, it certainly feels like uh, a Marvel like Marvel influence on mm-hmm. the movie to be sure. Um, even like Poe in the beginning when he's sort of stalling in the X wing, that felt a lot like Star Lord to me. Mm-hmm. Sort of jokes, which I don't think is bad, but it it's a little campier than I think the original trilogy certainly is. But I don't think it's bad. Yeah, I I don't mind it. It didn't feel like too excessive like Mm. it was i mean they obviously had a lot of very serious things going on too so it's it's hard to say that i as just kind of another thing about it that i liked is that it it seems like they are prioritizing having um a diverse cast and i think that's great to see it's fun to see um characters at all different levels and in different Mm -hmm. roles and i think that's great speaking of which um for uh, Maz Kanata, played by yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, what a fun appearance Just, that was! Like on that was Skype really... in the battle. Oh so my funny. gosh, she she is so cool, and she's a great again new character. Mm-hmm. I I love that they cast her. She's obviously a fabulous actress. I'm looking here at IMDb mm-hmm. over your shoulder, and I'm seeing Andy Serkis did Snoke, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> he, he, he of course was Gollum and. Uh, like uh what's caesar in planet of the apes um so that's pretty cool i like mm-hmm. to see him he's really good with the voice oh, anthony actor. daniels was c3po oh, in this too that. well that's how nice. about that imdb.com's got a lot of information i pulled it up because i thought i'd forget people's name <laughs> some of their names like laura dern for example vice admiral holdo i think they said it oh once, yeah but that was the only time i got it now so. that you say it again i do remember hearing <laughs> oh, it. frank oz did do the voice of yoda that i mean what kind of series can you have decades later you still have the same really actors cool. playing it? I mean, that's just really Sp- awesome. Speaking of the same actors, yeah. did you, uh, I know you did catch this, uh, <laughs> you, did you want to tell our listeners who the Chewbacca consultant is? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool because Chewbacca was played by Duna Suatimo. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we were watching the credits and up across the screen, Chewbacca consultant Peter Mayhew, <laughs> so which funny. is the most appropriate oh, yeah, Chewbacca truly. consultant they can have. But I love that that was his official title. That was, that was pretty sweet. I was sad to finally see the end of Admiral Ackbar, yes. a classic character. I know. That's why I was like, they're just going to take out all the main characters, yeah. like these, these major players in it and stuff like that. Where do you think it's going to go next? Um, I really don't know. Uh, it's really hard for me to say. I'm sad that Luke died, even though it was sort of peaceful and nice that he just floated it away. With purpose, and they, yeah. like, made the point of it not being a sad thing, even yeah. though he was gone. Um, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see 
What did you think about the the very end scene showing the hope that was clearly rekindled by Luke Skywalker? And it, were they talking about the story that like we just saw, like all those big things were shooting at him? And he... It did seem like that. Yeah. And the little boy with the with the resistance yeah. ring. Yeah. I thought that was nice commentary on like it, you know sometimes things are are tough and 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 there's a lot going on in our world right now mm-hmm. uh, that isn't all pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that that a little hope and and just trying to be a beacon for for that and and do what you can. I thought that was nice. It was such it's a great theme and in, in Force Awakens and yeah. and kind of throughout. I mean, and what is the line they said that? Leia says, which is something like, there's time for sorrow after the fight or something. And that seemed like when, as you know, I came up with a list of therapist quotes for, of Star Wars. And that to me was a good one, which is saying like the sorrow, it's important to experience your emotions and those kinds of things, but it's kind of like, first we have to get through this and then we can kind of focus on that. And Mm -hmm. Leia does seem like someone who... She feels the motion she's been through mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, she's very strong and resilient in the fact that she's able to focus on that. And then there was another kind of saying of hers that they quote. This is what I like, too, and what I mean by they're treating her with such reverence and respect and admiration, which is that you have to have hope even when you don't see the sun that it's going to yeah. come up. And so, I mean, obviously that was the message to say, like, there's other stuff going on even though you don't see it. And so I do think that's really important that um hope portion of it yeah absolutely that's i think all of my sort of reactions i need to think about the movie me too i don't know if any major psychological things i guess other than again kylo ren kind of having um emotion regulation problems some impulsivity issues Mm -hmm. Um, he could use some motivational interviewing. Yeah, to I think sort of so. Resolve his ambivalence about which side of the force he wants to be on. <laughs> I admit, I'd be hoping he leaned in one direction. That's true. Over yeah. another. Yeah, he might. There's have one a... side that's a little healthier and yeah. better for for the galaxy. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think we've already talked about self-sacrificing altruism, so more kind of i'm gonna have to see the movie again too well and by have to i mean i want to a bunch of times (laughs) so i think that if any of you are listening and there's something you noticed that we didn't talk about then maybe direct message us because otherwise it will be a spoiler and people get understandably mad yeah Um, but let us know if there's more that you want us to talk about but sorry about that my overall rating is that i thought it was fantastic and i'm very interested to see where it goes yeah me too i would say it gets the coveted jedi council seal of approval it really does it made uh, me proud to have a podcast named for them yeah absolutely (laughs) the last jedi council podcast (laughs) (laughs) official rename no no there's a lot more lined up for you guys (laughs) yeah it's true uh well, let's cut it off there. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it more after we have time to think about it. But this is just sort of our reaction video that we like to do for these fun That's big right. movies. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think after a year or two has gone by and everyone has time to see it. So there's no more <laughs> warnings or worries about spoilers. Uh, otherwise, feel free to just message us about it. Too. That's right. May the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. 
The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.